This following episode contains spoilers for the film or films being discussed. You have been warned. and the movies we see, the big set pieces, the famous dialogue, the twists, the naked times. But film is an entity made up of hundreds of little moments that either make them special or relegate them to obscurity. We are here to talk about those moments. Welcome to Movie Microscope. Kick it, Movie Microscope. Today's episode is a boy and his dog. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest movie microscope. My name is Nick Nunziat. I'm your gracious host, alongside me the spelunkin Melvin, touch and touch, tummy tapping, sweet ass, balloon riding, Justin Waddell. What's going on, sir? How are you? I mean, I'm going all right. I'm not like I don't know what that means. I'm going all right. I'm doing okay. But you hurt your hand tonight. That's no, fine. Let's hear. Let's hear about it. Just a little burn. Should you put some 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 salve on it. I was just cooking some stuffing and I got my hand melty a little bit. Touch a little hot, stuck to the hot, hated it. Do you put any band-aids on or anything? I just put some cold ice. Didn't put any hot ice on it. Just cold ice. Is that brown wall back there? I'm, I'm sure. I can't hear it through the headphones. Yeah, it's brown wall trickling out. Nice. Back from Florida. Got back Saturday. Or, I'm sorry, Friday. And now it's Happy to- mo- Monday, and look, I saw a movie this weekend. It was a big we mo- weekend for movies. Oppenheimer came out, Barbie came out, I saw Asteroid City. Of course. And, and you, you liked it? And you saw Oppenheimer. I did like Asteroid City. But what do you think of Oppenheimer? That's the movie there on everybody's lips. It's terrific. It's my type of movie. Who is the best in it? I mean, Killian's great. Damon's great. Downey's great. Wow. Heavy hitters. But as far as surprising, there was somebody I was telling you on the phone who, I, who was surprisingly great. Benny Safdie? Get that guy out of here. Oh, uh, Hartnett. No, he was good. But there's somebody who had kind of a sneaky good performance in it. I Carrot, think Carrot Top. He's not bad. He's not bad in it. Plays but. the explosion. You didn't see Barbie, obviously. I'll see it soon. Should we see it together? No. No, we don't want to see that one together, I guess. Although I did watch Gerwig's... Uh, I watched her um, Lady Bird again this weekend with my wife, which I quite like that movie. It's lovely. I think it's the only movie by her I've seen that she's directed. I didn't see Little Women yet, and I didn't see Barbie yet, but I will. I did see Frances Ha that apparently she co-directed, but it's not. she's not credited. Why is it called that? I'm not sure. I hate it. It's a good movie. Noah Baumbach, I think, directed it. Anyway, off to a rollicking start. They're married as hell. They've been together since 2011. Let me zoom in. He previously was married to Jennifer Jason Leigh. Ooh, didn't know that. He's and, like, I uh, need a younger model. She's still out there. She's still killing it. Why do you like her so much? I think she's a good actress. You like she her is. too. Yeah. You love her in Miami Heat? Oh, uh, wait. Miami, Miami Blues? Blues. Miami I mean, Heat. I like her in that. She, it's Baldwin's movie and Fred Ward. She's excellent in that movie, though. Her hair is not, though. She's got a short hair? She's got a pixie cut that looks like a nightmare. She looks but she cute. looks like Florida. She's got Florida going on. Dade mm-hmm. County. Let's zoom in. She got a lot of accolades for her role in that movie. You still on board with the AB train? Alec Baldwin? 100% could not be more on board with Alec. Really? Love him. Yeah, he's quite good in um, 
the Mission Impossible movies. I'm sad that they exited his character. I would have liked to seen him show back up. But he had a good he had a good final kaput, as they say. I was watching a little bit of Born on the Fourth of July today because I think we should do it on the show. Oh yeah, let's do that. It's such a good movie. Zoom in. Both of his brothers, or two of his brothers, are in it. I forgot about that. Who? The two best, Stephen Will. Stephen is in it. Oh yeah. Has there, has any, any director ever worked with Stephen Baldwin twice? That's a that'd be a good trivia question. That is a good trivia question. There's no way. I will call it right now. He is even worse than Daniel. Daniel's just larger. He's not bad. He he's tries. Not, he can, he's he not cares. great. He's not great, but he's not Stephen. You know. And William's no slouch. Like I think he's kind of underappreciated. William's great. Mm-hmm. He uh, he makes it. David Warshawski. You got Jason Gedrick showing up. Wow. There's a lot of margins, a lot of cool folks in the margins in that movie. The Bob Gutton. There's Gutton in who, there. The, the sort of budding microscope legend, Bob Gutton. Is he a dick in it? Like, has he, he ever no, not played? He, he, he plays he's, a goodie? He's a matter-of-fact doctor who basically says, despite Cruz's uh, insistence that he will indeed learn to walk again, it comes with the cold water, it does... Our boy, he's like, you will never walk again, pal. So, so Bob Gutton, is he still out there? Yeah. We talked about this. Is he, is he still, like, acting up a storm? Perfect storm? He does most of his stuff on TikTok now. <laughs> it's got a great name, Bob Gutton. I, I will, let's it, let's just proclaim it. Let's just cement it in stone. He's a microscope legend. Uh, I will, okay, cosign. Absolutely cosign. All right, you heard sounds it first. like Sounds like a character from a Stephen King book. It's like Judd Crandall meet Bob Gunton, you know? Sounds like a legendary outlaw, yeah. kind of, you know? I also watched a little bit of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood today, too. Good one. That's a good one, too. What do Speaking you think? Of, oh, it's great. Brad Pitt, man. Effortless. Effortlessly amazing. It's great. I know, and the girl you got a super love for is in it, too. Who? Margaret Qualley. I do like her, though. But why did you say it like that? Because I don't think I talk about her that much. You talk about her. You could. I could tell the way your eyes sparkle whenever you mention her. What are you talking about? I think I, you're like, you're like she is something. I think she's on the leftovers. Maybe that's why I like her. Nah, she's too young. No. I think she was on the leftovers. I she's, she's also newer than Andy that. McDowell's daughter. What? Did you not know, Nick? Let me uh, zoom in. Let me just blow your mind apart. That's Andy McDowell's offspring. It's her dot. Here's how I'm surprised. She knows how to act. And she didn't have her last name. She has her dad's last name, I think. But look, I like me some Andy McDowell. I know that they were in that show though, on Netflix that they that she had together. Um, some show about a, a nanny or a nurse. I'm not exactly sure. I didn't watch it. I'm no huge Margaret Qualley fan. Where is this coming from? Don't even play like you don't think she's a legend. You heard it here first. Let's just get it out of the way. Margaret <laughs> Mar- Qualley is a microscope legend. Her and Bob Gutton inducted in the same episode. Yeah. We should have formal inductions. Maybe every 50 episodes during a Jason Patrick, we will have a small ceremony for the the latest inductions. That's a good idea. I like how we keep innovating this show. Yeah, we keep adding to it. Yes. Lengthening the part that doesn't involve the movie and shortening the part that does. That's That's one of the great freedoms that we have since no one gives a fuck. The Hall of Fame now. I mean, we're talking, obviously, the initial one. I think it's Caruso is number Caruso one. Caruso might have been first, but William Mel, hot on his yeah. tail. Those are the those. two, you know, those yeah. are the two high point, right? There were three uh, from the outset, but I can't remember the third one. Who Who is it? Eric Balfour. 
Let's just cement it right now. <laughs> you heard it here first. I think uh, I think we have got, well, is Tobin? Tobin is not, I don't think. We did a month for him, and he's not. We did a month for Ed Burns. I don't think he's in there either, though. The low-energy king, for sure. DS, well, he's, if he's not official, he is. Donald Sutherland is definitely a microscope legend, for sure. All right, let's the, maybe the holy, holy trinity then, but Bob Gunton in there now? He's he's a he's a he's in hazing mode. Like right now, he's 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 getting hazed to see if he can make it through it and be and be inducted. You know. And then um, also Al Pacino's character from Frankie and Johnny, who's quiet during sex. <laughs> he Those can feel every five. Day. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Sutherland may be too big of a name to just instantly just stroll on through the front door. There's a certain you know under the raid. He's Lek though. He's Lek. He is the low energy king. Yeah. Um, There's a couple of people that. I mean, sort Jason of, Patrick. He's the spirit animal. I don't know if he's definitely a spirit animal for sure. We gotta get a a, a, a lass in here. I'm sure we have. The scary thing is, I don't like the thought of this, but scratching at the door is Lindsay Krause somehow. Why don't you like the thought of it? She's an excellent actress. I don't want her scratching at the door. Why were you saying that like that? Like you're you're scared of her just because of her performance in The Rival, where she gets killed by scorpions? No, that's her best performance. Mm-hmm. But no, I'm I'm just thinking. I don't know if I'm ready for it. I don't know. I don't know if I'm ready for her to be in there. Let me throw out a name, and you can mull on it. We don't have to induct her. Gretchen, Catherine Irby. We don't have to induct her yet, but will you please consider? Her? Is she naked in any other films? Is she naked? Yeah. And where? I'm just asking. Well, she's not naked. Is she naked in um, the Carissa movie? Kiss, Kiss of Death? Death? And she's in Star of Echoes as well. She's not naked in that. Kevin Bacon is naked in that more than her. By the way, I, I'm pleased to report after coming back from Oppenheimer, our fears are <sighs> allayed. We are. We don't have to worry about changing our tune. I'm wiping my brow. Thank you for calling me immediately after the after your screening. I got two. I got two bits of news about Oppenheimer. Most importantly, we do not see Killian's peep, so therefore, the twenty-eight days later joke can still stand. Secondly, what a cool movie! Stand is the wrong word. We were very worried, as we put it on the previous show, that that we had been making fun of uh, Killian's uh, penis size for years, uh, and then we had heard that there was this. I don't. know, What do they say? Prolonged sex scene and. IMAX that it was equal. And very explicit. They said it was explicit and, yeah, you know, full so frontal. We start sweating that they were going to show Killian's peep and it was going to. We had misremembered it and it was going to be a huge one. Yeah, and I'm and I'll be honest. I'm. It's not nice of us to speak about the size of another person's heat. It isn't because it's really irrelevant. It really is. You know? Shame on us. But I heard on the it hit the cutting. But room. I'm still I'm thrilled. I heard his uh, it hit the cutting room floor. His 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 nudity scene. They didn't notice. They didn't have to sweep up afterwards. <laughs> they didn't have to uh, empty the recycle bin. If you catch my drift. What else has been going on? I don't want to get to this movie. I don't want to talk about this movie. What else is going on with you? My 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 kiddo's getting ready to go back to school. Oh, is that is that hard? Is that yeah. Sad? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're going on a little trip next weekend, so I get to spend some time with them, hmm. the two little ones. And uh, other than that, I'm just you know. Getting getting my pieces all together, you know, being being a good person. Did you were they surprised when you you brought home a surprise cake and and lit the candles and they're like, Who, what what are you celebrating, Dad? You're like, Killing didn't get nude. He didn't <laughs> drop trout Oppenheimer. And you blew out the candles. Yeah. And the candles are very short in his honor. <laughs> very small candles. 
I'm, I'm excited about talking about this movie. It's a big one. Unlike Killian. Is it a big one? I know it's a movie that people seem to like or have a fondness for. It's somewhat well-remembered or regarded, right? I can't believe it's... Well, can't we'll get to in. it. We'll can't get zoom in. that hard. We'll get to it on a show that we call The Movie Microscope. So we zoom in. We winterize our nuts. We speak into the baker's hoof print. We drink Covassier in boldface. We pour out a Sri Lankan shot. We stand betwixt the keyboard sheets. We meander through the cinnamon wasteland. We send a drone into the ashram. Get anal with a candy man. And get the shinaps and the synapse and have some shinops. You know what I'm saying? This is his ass. Watch movies through a set of destructed, semi-mechanoid, illustrious, and seminoid eyes that have been punctured by Jesus' handshake and turned inward and outward. Watch these movies. Let it stream through. See what makes or break. Share with the life. See the listeners. If we're talking about sweet liberty so we want the scene where alan aldous smarm peels off of his body and takes shape in the sky like some extraterrestrial creep floats over holding the world hostage until something can happen to appease it and they finally convince bob hoskins to show off his fur burger and that smarm dissipates back into alan alda what's with the alan alda hate sucks you don't like him i can't stand alan alda what about same time next year Falcom. The only good Alan Alda is Bill Hader's impersonation of him. I do like Alan Alda, I gotta say. He seems like a sweet man. Really? Due for a research, yeah. I hear he's he's a a caring citizen of Earth in terms of morally, but what a smarmy on-screen presence. Let me just tell you this. I believe he has a podcast. I'm not kidding. I think he's got a pod. Don't mention it unless they don't have a podcast. All the pod in this... No, Clear no, and vivid with Alan Alda. Subscribed? Why did these people do it? Are these strikes going to really fuck us? Are they going to have way too much free time on their hands now? Podcasts? Yeah. yeah fuck, you're right. Can they, are they allowed to do podcasts? Is it considered writing? I mean... The Always Sunny guys turn theirs off. Because of the strike? Soli- in solidarity, yeah. Yeah. I think it's also because they don't need to, you know? Maybe they, they're kind of, yeah, run out of energy. And they're just riding the waves of those two hit movie hits that they had. Um, <laughs> Blackberry was kind of well received. It was well received. I lo- I really love it. But I, the, the 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 last episode of the new season is fantastic. Oh, is it's it sunny? Yeah, I haven't caught. It. I haven't seen that show for a few seasons, but I do love it. I just haven't made the time. I was going to tell you. I was going to say this real quick before we get started. You you resurrected something on your Facebook. Uh, if Chud ran movie posters, kind of from a new angle, you, you're kind of making jokes using movie posters to make jokes. I love it so much. <laughs> I feel like we need to put that some of that stuff on Instagram. This this the perspective is wrong. I just feel like it needs to. It just makes me laugh. I want it out there. Off. I of put Facebook. some new ones just up before this show. You know where you should. I saw one of them. You know where you should put them, Nick, on X. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, too late. I've already got them on Sever. <laughs> Elon Musk rebranding Twitter today. Seems like it'll probably work. Because he's just a mad genius. That guy, nothing he does is incorrect. Anyway, so this movie, Nick, you bought it for me. Thank you. What a gift. <laughs> this is a this is one that's sort of been creeping around, kicking around. You know, I know it's an outlandish concept that has a cult following and is sort of liked in some circles. I see why. I also am mystified why, and I see why also. It's a very weird, vicious circle that this thing is uh, putting me through as a human being. So, what's your relationship with A Boy and His Dog, 1975 film? I cannot remember if I we rented it in high school or not. I was familiar with the uh, Don Johnson milking scene. I remembered that. 
So maybe I caught a bit of it on cable at some point and turned it off. So I don't know if I've ever seen it before. That's I've always kind of thought of it as a um, movie that just didn't come together for you know for me. But like I was surprised to hear it had such a following. I guess whenever you you gifted it to me, it was sort of one of those movies that, in my mind, sort of blended in with Cool Running and Logan's other- Run. Like Logan's, Logan's Run, Run yeah, yeah. yeah t- even THX, which has a milking sequence as well. It's just one of those things that sort of Soylent Green, you know, it was in that weird kind of mm. hodgepodge of speculative sci-fi from that era. Like I knew that Don Johnson, at one, like th- from my memory, he was almost kidnapped by a like group of women and put through this like he this breeding process. But I was wrong. And you actually told me like a, maybe a year ago when we were considering doing this movie, you told me how like despicable his character was. Like, I had no idea about any of that. And I didn't know Harlan Ellison wrote it either. Isn't he sort of known for being a douche? Harlan Ellison is, like, I think he's kind of a maybe known for being kind of conceited, but also, like, a person that is incredibly influential and often, like, stolen from. You know, I think I think he accused Cameron of lifting Terminator from him. And I think he's kind of right. Like, in this, there's actually a Terminator character in this. Yeah, and isn't Star Trek, doesn't he have like a shady city on the edge of forever or something like that? So I don't know if it's shady. I think he he wrote that episode, which is considered one of the best Star Trek episodes, right? Or if not the first. I don't know, is it the first episode or just one of the best? I thought, uh, he, was, I thought he had sour grapes about something. Or... I think he always had sour grapes about how his work was translated on screen. He likes this movie, though. Um, he had problems he, he, with it, but he liked it. He liked it, it and then he, then he pissed on it afterwards. I don't think he likes it anymore. Well, he's gone. That's what I'm saying. He's in heaven. But he, I think he did have it when it was released to Blu-ray. I read a, I read an interview with him, and he had a very, he had a big fondness for it. He doesn't like that they changed his ending a little bit, but other than that, he, I think he liked it. <laughs> I looked him up. Harlan Ellison wrote Star Trek's greatest episode. He hated it. <laughs> he hated it. Yeah. Just don't say anything. Yeah, I think he was. I mean, as no, no, I'm very, telling him now. Don't say anything. But, you know, I never, I wasn't a big Harlan Ellison guy, but he, he I mean, I, I haven't read a lot of his stuff, but he's certainly very influential and, you know, maybe shaped the course of sci-fi as we know it. Who knows? I can't zoom in that hard, Nick. I just know his work here, and let me tell you, he sucks. I'm not a huge <laughs> fan. I, I like that this is directed by the actor that we did a, we already did a movie on. Right, L.Q. A, Jones, who yeah. is, I think his name is like Justice something, Justice. Yeah. Yep. And then, but he named, he renamed himself L.Q. Jones after the first character in a movie he played. Oh, I thought it was because this film is of low quality. And he was an actor, prolific actor that didn't direct very often, but certainly directed this movie and was very proud of it. Always was considering a sequel, trying to get that going. He passed away, I think, last year, actually. He was in the movie we did, The Edge. Yeah, he was, the, he had a kind of memorable role in that, like a, re- and a memorable, very memorable bit part. Yeah, and a very memorable role in Casino. He was in Casino. What did he play? He, he, he play? He's somebody who chastises De Niro's character for uh, firing Joe Bob Briggs. Do you like Joe Bob Briggs? I like him. I don't care about his show. So I just so I came back from my trip. You know, I, I don't always watch that the show he has, which is what's it called? Last um, Drive-In. Last Drive-In. And um, I like him. I like Darcy, the, his co-host. Um, but they were doing Day of the Dead, and they had three of the actors from Day, Day of the Dead on. I just really loved listening to him talk well, about it. Let me it. ask, which three? Did he have, he had Laurie Cardiel? Yep. Let me guess. He didn't have um, Captain Rhodes, Joe Pilato, did he? No, he passed away a few years ago. But they were waxing poetic about his performance, which mm-hmm. is great in that movie. 
they, they have uh, Tibor Takic. No, I can't remember the actors. I just uh, want to say his name. It's not important. The three, they had, he had the survivors on, basically. Not only of the actual people who survived, but they survive in the film. There's a, an African-American actor who was... If you remember, he has like a big speech in it about like kind yeah. of humanity. Yeah. Anyway, that movie, just just a sidebar, that movie always really bothered me because it was so violent. Like I remember watching it and just being so grossed out by the kills. They were amazing. I don't think it's a movie I've watched a lot because of that. I watched it when I was young. I, didn't, I, I loved Captain Rhodes, Frankenstein... And Bub, yes. But I hated how mean the people were, and how and how the c word was. The c word just yes. bothered me in that movie for some reason. But watching it again, I appreciate it a lot more. And obviously, it's a movie that people really love. Uh, and the effects and are insane. The effects are the effects are so good. Like, and you know, now that getting past it, you know, forty years later, a little easier for me to watch. But they're just so inventive. The kills, you know, and then you yeah. and what you love about Romero is you root for the you're rooting for the zombies. I'm thinking know? I skipped school the day that came out or something. I was way too young to be in that theater, but I remember when was it like 88? 85 or something? I think it was 85 or 86. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it, it was, was 85. God, I could not have skipped school for that. Maybe though. I mean, you would have been 13, right? I know I forced my dad to take me. <sighs> you went in the theater, huh? Oh yeah. That was the movie that didn't you think uh, Romero toned it down at all or? Do you remember the the shot with the credit? It's the best. No, what is? It? I missed the beginning. The the, the the jawless zombie kind of in, with the sun in the sun walking down the street. But the Day of the Dead title comes up with that stupid tongue out creep hanging out. No, shitting. it's amazing. Yeah. No, I remember that I missed this too. But there's a isn't there a zombie that gets his uh, his head lopped half of his head lopped off by a helicopter plane? That's in, the, that's in Dawn. That's not in this. I think that's in Dawn. Oh, I'm conf- I see, I've seen Dawn a lot more, but I mixed the two. Anyway, it was fun watching. And, you know, that's what I like about Joe Bob Briggs is he really is eloquent and puts a lot of thought into these movies and, to, you know, and, and appreciation into... Which reminds me. Into, let's I get know, back I to know. our let's show. Get, which let's is, get back into this. We're a little bit Joe Bob's, Bob Briggish on this show. Let's be honest. I think everybody could agree. All right, well, what's your relationship? Did you skip school for this one, 1975? <laughs> I don't have a relationship with it. I just remember it was it was one of the first discount either V I guess discounted VHS tapes. Sure. You could get it for nothing because it was either it had the rights had passed through or something. It was one of those things you could get and it was on it was they recorded it on a worse quality speed. Yeah. So there so you'd buy this videotape and you'd look at the in the window and man that's a that's only a tiny bit of tape in there. This must be a really short movie. It's cuz they cheap out. It is a short movie though. It is not short enough, but short. You know what's interesting is the poster for this. It's cool. Like, it's cool. It makes you want to see it. Like, there's a couple of posters for it that are cool. The mushroom cloud one sucks. I like that one. You don't like it? Is yeah. that a smiley face on it? Yeah. So it's a movie that is very influential to one George Miller. He so apparently took apparently, a lot of inspiration yeah, you, from this movie you, for Mad Max. I can see visually the the scene where yeah. where the yeah that group of people is out there in the desert. But I mean, I think that's it. I mean, that must have been tantalizing to him. The world, this post apocalyptic world that you know these people are scrounging for resources, certainly has a, a through line to Mad Max. But George Miller told the better story. Maybe Harlan Ellison was kicking mad. You know. That another ripoff. I know a lot of the trivia says that the Fallout games are a huge hit yeah. to this movie too. I guess so. I mean, if you think of this, is this a, like a movie that standardized like this post-apocalyptic rusty world or something? And then everybody was like, "What if we?" They said something about how the Fallout um, 
games took you know ghouls and like irradiated, irradiated monsters from this. There's none of the, that in this, right? Well, there are there are mutants. They say they they talk about screamers. That's the mutants. Those people suck. But I mean, they're in this. I don't. I, don't, I just thought yeah. That's just... the camp where they watch the porn. Those are called the screamers. That group where they're all there's all the screaming going on. Oh okay. I just thought it was the the movie. So they're no. just in pain. I don't know. Are they watching dailies? LQ Jones, by the way, man in porno. The director put himself in the porno. But shots. he's not having sex in the porno. What's he's he just, doing? He's just standing there yelling weird gibberish in the porno. Okay, fair enough. So he's because there's this one guy who lays awkwardly on a woman in the porn. It's very weird. There's no movement. Very strange. There's a very there's a close up of like a of a boob grab in this. And then what does it say when the close up happens? It says a pun. It says fistful of rawhide. Yeah. The title comes up. I'll tell you, there's a confidence, a sometimes un, unnecessary and unwarranted confidence, but there's a confidence to the way this movie's made mm-hmm. where it almost feels like the director and the filmmakers are really focused on this world that they've made. Of course. That's what he said. You know, LQ Jones in interviews was saying that you have to see this movie four times. He put so much detail in it. I, guess, I, I was like, I guess I'll never know. You know, like, I'll take your word for it, bro. Apparently there's a lot of, uh, layers or details in this, and you know, I saw a couple like empty, you know, turned over tomato, you know, soup cans, on the street, and there's some dirt piles. Mm-hmm. Look, I'm not ripping it. It's hard to make a movie, and I'm sure this this movie is interesting. It has some interest interesting things to it. Well, the premise is amazing. Well, let's go through the cast first. Are you kidding me? It won't Don't take long. To... I know there's not much, but who's you got? It? Jason Robards, his favorite room. I think it's his favorite role. Yeah, you got Tim McIntyre in this. The voice of Tim McIntyre. Yeah, he's also the composer, I believe. Yep. Now he's a decomposer. <sighs> All right, he died, yes. Donald Johnson. And Suzanne Beaton, if you... And that's kind of it, right? There was a couple other actors, but for the most part, those are your mains. It's a pretty small cast, and Don Johnson is basically running around the wastelands with a shaggy dog. He really what, is. But what's the premise? Like, you were going to say it? You go ahead. They are telepathically linked... The dog is the more intelligent of the two. Mm-hmm. Very little dialogue comes out of mouths. It's all in the on the soundtrack where they're just we're hearing their inner monologue. Sure. And all they do is they scour the wasteland looking for food and looking for women for Don Johnson to rape. It is very uh, that turns me off that 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 premise. Like when you told really? me, that, I was like, no, really? I was saying I don't like. I was like, that's something I didn't want to watch. Who um, who would it turn on? Just well, hey. I'm just saying that had you not bought this one, I just I don't know if I would ever watched it. But yeah, that's it, right? And uh, it's a weird one. I think in the book, the way that Ellison or the whatever the story, the way that Ellison kind of excuses it is this is a kid. Like Don Johnson's character is like in his teens. He's he he has no parents. He's kind of all like doesn't understand morality, right? But in this movie, Don Johnson's 25 or something right like he's not a kid and he's just acting like a fucking creep he's a horn dog there is some dialogue that makes me laugh a lot though all right fair enough what do you think of the dog by the way you're a big dog fan you love this dog nope dog is a great actor the dog does have uh very soulful eyes it does some very interesting things i think lq jones is very talented at incorporating the dog into this into the story does a good job here making you believe it's a smarty (laughs) And Don Johnson's a dummy. What's Don Johnson's name in this? He has a name, but he's called Albert by the dog throughout but, the story. But his name is Vic. Right. But the dog calls him Albert. But the dog has a better name. Dog's name is Blood. 
inexplicably. Don't really explain it. Don't really explain why the dog re- refuses to call Don Johnson Albert uh, Vic. There's a there, there's a there's they a say? Albert is yeah, yeah I read it somewhere else. There Albert is a, it's a reference to another story where a dog and a man feature. I forgot the name of the story, but ah. Yeah. So what year is this set in? The the distant future of 2024. Next year, Nick. Unbelievable. Holy smokes! Got my fingers crossed. Takes place after a five year bat uh, five year war. That is, it resulted in a, a nuclear war, I guess, and now... And it was World War Four. Yes. And uh, now everybody's, like we said, scra- scrapping for resources, shooting each other, digging in the dirt, trying to find food, living underground. Some yeah, of them. Things like that. Yes. So let's get through it. What's the, well, how's it start? Uh, they're walking around in the, in, the sa- in the dirty, dusty world. Bick Green telepathically, I believe, and they hear screams. Yeah. And uh, they rush towards the screams. What it, and, and what is it? There's a group of ravagers that have just ravaged. Don Johnson waits, and then when they leave, he goes downstairs and sees that a woman, a naked woman, is there and having been abused, uh, and she is all cut up, and, and he's pissed off that... Uh, and her husband's dead, or her, whoever yeah. lives with her is dead, yeah. Yeah, and, and he's pissed off that, that they used her too much for her to be of use to He him. said they didn't have to cut her. Could have been used two or three more times, he said. And he's, he's he laments this. Yeah, it's kind of one of those moments where you instantly fall in love with a character. <laughs> now, I don't know. Is she's dead? Is she dead in that scene? She's dying. Doesn't administer aid. But she's naked as the day is young. There's some nudity in this. LQ Jones ain't shy about yeah. shooting boobs. Boobs and pubes. We, we start to realize the dynamic. Blood and Vic don't necessarily get along too well. There's a, it's more of a, uh, a very transactional kind of relationship where Vic can, he has the ability to sense women. And no, he's, not Vic. I'm sorry, Blood can mm-hmm. sense women. He can, he's got like this gaydar. And, and Vic is good at getting the old gruel. And so our dog draws the line, no food, no females. That's how he drops it. Yes. And uh, and Vi- and our boy Vic said, all right, well, I'll tell you what, I will go find some goddamn food because we need to bang out. And 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 the, there's the first kind of major sequences. I guess the thing that inspired Mister Mister uh, George Miller, uh-huh. where this sort of Immortan Joe character yeah. is floating around in this stupid ass ride with a bunch of underlings acting all weird. What do you think about that? Well, I mean, definitely reminiscent. There's some even some kids on his little tiny ride or whatever this thing is, and they're digging in the dirt. What I think of it is fine. I mean, it, it's, it's definitely reminiscent. peaches out of a can that's gross as shit. And they're digging in the dirt, and then Don Johnson runs. He, he makes a break for it. You know, the dog protests this. He, he, the dog doesn't like it when Don Johnson doesn't play it safe. He runs right at him, grabs a bag of shit, runs away, gets shot at. He kills one of the people, and then he, but he gets away with the food. He does get it. Mm-hmm. So there's a method to his madness. The thing is, in the first scene where he's observing... He's sort of hiding. In this scene, he is standing, both of them are standing right out in the open, and nobody does anything about it. What the fuck? There's a dude and a dog just standing out there. Why don't they, these assholes kill those assholes? I don't know. Even, even the when Morton Joe guy, whenever Don Johnson runs away with the food, he's just letting him, he's like, let him go. Who cares? Like, he's not, he's not too concerned about it. Even, they, they even killed one of the dudes. His dudes, yeah. he's not too concerned. Well, he, yeah. uh, he killed one of his dudes, too, though. He beats him up. Yeah, I don't know if he kills he, him. He kills the shit out of him. You think he kills him? He bashes his head into uh, tomorrow. I thought he said, ouch, the guy. (laughs) But in the meantime, as this is happening, you see these dudes standing in booties in the desert. You just see their feet. You're supposed to not, I guess it's intentional that it's supposed to be a mystery, although it's dumb. 
and they say, that's our boy, put out the cheese. Not yet they don't, not yet. I thought they say that. They do, but not out, not yet. What do you mean? I think they say it right after he... He well, the, well they inter- the you're right. They show two shots of their booties before they, we see that there's three people standing. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. This is, this is a nightmare. They are eating some of the spoils from this, and the telepathic dog burps. I just going to say tele- the same thing. Telepathic. He telepathic. I picked up on this. He telepathically burps. I don't understand what's happening. Why does this? Why did they do it? I, was, I wrote it down. I have it right here. Telepathically burps. It blew my mind because it is... The ultimate politeness. You know what I'm saying? If you're going to burp, telepathically do it. I think, to the contrary... I think it's, it's rude. A, it's a physical act, sometimes mm-hmm. involuntary. Right. If it's telepathic, it's 100% force. You don't know. I mean, do you know that world? And you remember, do you remember when you would sometimes burp at dinner and somebody would say, that's a compliment in whatever city? You know, yes. in oh, Greece, yeah. that's a compliment. Sure, sure. It's never a compliment. So let me say this. Do you, we did a movie about telepaths. Uh, starring Kirk Douglas, mm-hmm. called what was it called? Do you the remember? Sentinel. Amy Irving was in it. Kirk I Douglas. It was called, I thought it was called the Sentinel. What's uh? Not called the Sentinel. It's close though. It's something like that. I know what you're talking about. I was a guy explodes as fuck in that, right? Right, John Cassavetes. It's so close to what you're saying. The free, the Fury. Because remember, I was talking about the Fury stands. Can you imagine if they're te- telepathically burping in that movie? They should. They should do the. They, we should go back in that and put over the scenes where he's doing his mind, his mind uh, explosions. That you know, he burps every once in a while. Kirk Douglas was actually the star of that. Yeah. Why couldn't they? Call, then shouldn't it have been called Telepaths of Glory? <laughs> yeah, you remember he was getting laid out in that. Remember, like he, he was it, like that. That movie featured our guy. Who? Wasn't that one of the early incarnations of that actor that we had like a, a run with? The guy with the the guy that's dead with the big mustache. Maybe the guy that was in the Iron Lung at one point in the movie. Exactly. Who Our is that boy. guy? Is he in that movie? Sterling too? Hayden, maybe. Oh, that's not right. Is this hard? Is that right? He was in uh, Black Moon Rising or Dark. What are the? Yeah, he was. All, he was in The Dark as well. That's he must not have been in this one then. He was in Rolling Thunder, maybe. I don't know. Keenan Wynn. That's all he does is win. He's gone. So he grabs a bag of food. These dudes. There's a telepath- telepathic burp, and then they go to see a movie. Nick, they go to a well. The dog, the dog says, "Fucko, I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna find you a giant giant. So let's go to this place. You give me some popcorn. We'll watch some porn, and we'll look for some mm-hmm. naked spread." Now I think this is interesting. Okay. Do- dog grabs a seat <laughs> to watch the porno. Of course. Grabs a seat and tries to tries to con some dude out of some popcorn and fails. Incredible popcorn fail. One of the earliest, I think, on screen. Uh, the guy who played the patron who would not share actually won a Golden Globe for his <laughs> convincing nature of not giving into that dog's charm. You're right, it's a very good acting dog. Weirdest, weirdest porns, weirdest porns. They look like they were shot by Fritz Lang in his student era, right? right. So obviously it's supposed to be unearthed ancient porn some of it and that some of it's not but there's a there's a certain confidence these guys are we are world building and you're going to like it or not you know i love how this is says a lot about the movie i think in a way is in the porn scene that they show part of the porn scene they show this woman answers the door don't see her face answers the door dude comes through the door totally see him he's fine you see his face they immediately start kissing making out then she gets naked he grabs her boob. Never see her face. Never see her face, but then the credits, a fistful of rawhide comes up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Never see her, though. And I think that this movie treats women a little bit like this. I don't know what you're talking about. 
We the do dog... soon get introduced to a the female star of this film, who I liked in this. Did you like her? her to an her extent. Role in this? Yeah. yeah. After a little bit of cat and mouse, no pun intended, the dog says, uh, "I smell female." She's wearing a little wool hat. Look her out. And then you, Don Johnson scopes out this boy, who is obviously this girl incognito. She's come to watch the porn. She's come to watch the porn, of course. And she's in, Actually, she's, she hasn't. She's there as a cheese. She's there as the cheese, yeah. But here's the thing. she is Pissing off st- Robert McNaughton big time. and Because uh, <laughs> he is the cheese. Are you, talk- are you talking about Tango Cash? No. Robert McNaughton was in the movie adaptation of I Am the Cheese. Oh my God! You're so fucking right. I was thinking of <laughs> what was I thinking of? Uh, Robert, what's the guy? Jack Palance, Jack Palance and uh, Tango and Cash. When he, he Tango and Cash, two mice in a maze. Is he talking about cheese? That's that's an incredible performance right there. Um, By the way, do you think he called his penis Curly's Gold? Like, and <laughs> so anyway, so he's he this girl immediately gets away from Don Johnson, like so. He's like waiting for her to get up so he could follow her, and then she kind of manages to get out of there. And he need, he relies on his dog to kind of track her to a, an underground warehouse. And and he brings up a very interesting logistical question to the dog. Yeah. Once you realize that she has taken, she sort of led them to this place a little bit off the beaten path, but an underground warehouse that's kind of hard to sneak into. Uh-huh. And he says the immortal line: "How am I going to nail her in there?" He does, and uh, he climbs down. There's a lot of climbing down on in ladders on the ladders in this. Do you notice that? A lot of ladder climbing into underground areas. I kept wanting to see him grab a hammer and become invincible for a while. He goes down. The dog is protesting. Doesn't like this, but you know, look, he's horny and he wants to uh, abuse this woman. And he goes down, and she is, of course. Doing some kind of uh, reverse striptease. She's dressing very slowly, and she's naked, and she starts to dress slowly. He, he watches. I would happen. You would, huh? Yeah. And he. Uh, <laughs> then when she gets dressed, he then pounces on her. He breaks in. She is from a place called the Down Under, which is this mm-hmm. theoretically utopian existence. Topeka, Kansas, I think, is where he it doesn't is. know this yet, though. Right. Mm-hmm. That I'm just I'm just laying the scene out. You have his dusty ass weirdo, and she's obviously got a more sophisticated kind of vibe right from the jump. But he does. He tries to have uh, unwilling sex with her, but then they are interrupted by what the dog is worried about—an yeah. actual gang dropping in. Screamers. Are these are the screamers. These are the, these are the screamers. This facility is occupied by the screamers. You could tell because there's this disgusting. The soundtrack to this movie, the audio mix, mm-hmm. is at times nightmarish and at other times nightmarish times too and these screamers show up and there's a little kind of a tete-a-tete they're just dudes i mean the budget screamers <laughs> so um not all then, of them were screamers i'm guessing there's also a, a, a yeah so don johnson is saying if you don't to this woman if you don't lay i'm gonna find a bed here but if you don't listen to what i'm saying i'm gonna shoot you in the leg and it's gonna happen anyway it's just gonna happen with you with a a, a, a bullet in your leg but the thing is, from the offset, she doesn't seem threatened by him. Mm-hmm. And, and kind of interested in him, and that throws him off. Because he's trying to be, you know, he's a he's a rapist. He's a piece of shit. He's not used to this kind of um, reception from anyone. And then it, this little meat uncute gets interrupted by this gang, right? And then there has to be a 10-minute long weird fight scene with these people. And a weird fight sequence with the dog as well. At one point, Don Johnson swings across the... 
the screen <laughs> on a rope. Of course he does. You know, he's taking these guys out one by one, and then there's a bad dog. The gang has a bad dog, and the the dog fights our, our hero dog, Blood. And then Bloody's Blood. Yeah. And hurts his leg. And then Don Johnson slaughters that dog. Which I didn't love. But they finally do, and she helps... She's sniping a few people. So she you know does. She, she gets hold she, of a gun and she, she gets hold of a gun and she she kills people. Yeah. And he does like a double take. Yeah. Like, so oh. they they end up skedaddling from there and getting respite in another facility into another spot. And now they're in a quiet. I don't think that they leave. I think they stay there. Oh, they're somewhere. They're somewhere there, mm-hmm. but they're in a little bu- contained area. And the dog has to sit there while they scromp. They have sex a lot. They have and sex. They and LQ doesn't show us any of that stuff. He just shows us the dog bouncing. Because it's too nearby of the and bed, there's, and there's tele, and there's of course there's telepathic criticism that the dog is going through. Yeah, he says something like, um, "Breeding, breeding is an ugly thing." There's I a mean, lot of that, and then I think the dog is sort of the the voice of the author in some respects. And then she tells him about where she's from, and I love it because they just had sex, and she goes, "Have you ever been down under?" I have the same joke. Like we have the same jokes. I wrote that down too. You didn't write down the, what he says to her when she's trying to convince him about it, do you? No. This is an actual line. When she's trying to convince him to go to the uh, down under, she's starting mm-hmm. to take charge. He says, Listen, ass, I grabbed you and drug you down here. He calls her ass. Uh, not not because he, she's an asshole, but because that's all she is to him is a piece of ass. Do you know that what he calls the, do- the dog that's super cute? Tell me. Fuzzy butt. He calls him that when he's angry. I said, listen, fuzzy butt. Is that like hey. the Han Chewy kind of relationship? A little the bit. The dog looks like Chewy a little bit. I love that the dog is you know beaten to shit and wounded, and they cut to the dog and he's got like strawberry jam all over his face. They tried to bloody the dog up and they they don't necessarily. He looks like he's been involved in a uh, Jello eating contest, you <laughs> yeah. know, which is it just makes it look so cute. And that dog, you have to wonder, you know, they, he wanted to do a sequel of the director for a long time, and then the dog died, and he it threw off his plans because he loved that dog so much. Show must go on, you know? Dogs yeah. just, are they die. Later on, he's involved in a her-eating contest. <laughs> Dogs die, you zoomed in, by the way. <laughs> he gets it, for his efforts, for all his, his he, he lets his guard down a little bit, and he kind of has fallen for this, this woman a little bit, because she likes him, letting him bounce around on her, and um, she gives him the old flashlight whack, knocks him asunder, knocks him out, and leaves. Because she was trying to convince him to go to the underground with him, or that was it called under the uh, down under down under with her, and he won't. And so then she knocks him out and leaves. Mm-hmm. What does that do? Nothing. Pisses him off, and he chases her. And then what happens to the down under? Yeah, he well, still then he goes. gets milked. <laughs> So the dog is saying, look, this is a huge mistake. You know you're going to go down there. You're going to start getting milked. Everybody's going to be wearing clown makeup. You know it's going to be fucked. Let's just stay up here on the surface. Look, I'll get you some rape victims. We'll get some grub. It'll be right. a party. And Don Johnson's super, he's whipped at this point. He's, got he's mad. Caught. He feels betrayed. He also he wants... has a sweet, sweet thing he wants to get more of. He does. And he, and he goes down. They have this, this little door. Uh... Ridiculous. It's just like a ripped TV. off by by foundation, by the way, completely. Goes in, goes down, climbs down a bunch of ladders. Much goes too much. into like an office building area, and that's where the and there's like a a world down there full of people who were wearing like Nick said makeup, clown makeup in a way, and 
you know, they immediately start to bathe him. They get a hold of him. They start bathe, bathing Don Johnson for like five minutes. And they put him in Mike's clothes. And then he has to kind of witness. The, there's a whole area down there that's kind of a recreated. Topeka. Uh, yeah, it looks like, um, you know, there's trees down there. It's underground, but it looks like nighttime with, you know, and, and, and the, not the woods, but like in a park. What's and, funny is this scene, this, this section of the film reminds me more of a porn than the stuff above ground. The actual porn. I don't know. I mean, this is this is definitely weird. What the thing is, they tell Don Johnson, you know, they brought him here. This has all been kind of a trick because they need someone to impregnate their women. Like they're the dudes that are down there can no longer do it. And they need like a virile dude to do it. And Don Johnson basically jumps in there and clicks his heels. He goes, he goes, yeah, he's wearing I'm a in. shirt that says "Loads for Days," and they're well, and he's so excited, and they go, "No, you don't have." And they cut to a scene where he is strapped to a table and getting milked, getting his sperm ex- extracted into a tube. And then these women who have just been married come in, and I guess they get... His cum. Yeah, as a, as a gift. And he's not, he's not into that. You know, like, he's... It's not what he expected. At the same time, it's not like they're killing him, you know? And so then, yeah, he gets rescued. Who does he get rescued by? Our girl. Why? What's her What's her plan? Why does she, she wants rescue? to run this place? She does. She wants to her, run this her place. Her dad is Jason Robards, and he's a weirdo. And his his bodyguard is Electronic Michael. He has a Terminator of his own that's wearing overalls and plaid. It's a very unique outfit for a murderer. It's a I giant love it. dude. It's a giant dude. A big dude, and he's got clown makeup on as well. There's only one person who doesn't. It's very strange why that happened. Don Johnson. No, he well he does that he doesn't, but then he does. I don't understand. I don't mean to. I don't. There's they don't a, really explain the clown makeup right? or the or the makeup. They're dressed like almost like dolls. Things are very structured there, and if you don't play by the rules, you're executed, and that's yes. made very clear. It's she, it gets weirder and weirder, and it gets it feels like a Black Mirror episode down there for some reason. She uh, then um, uh, you know she basically unties him. Pulls out the milking equipment, I guess, and it does a little, you know, and he's like, ow. And then they run off, and she has help. There's there's three dudes that are helping them escape. For a while. And, you know, and they kind of hide behind nothing, which happens a lot in this movie. A lot. They're always hiding behind something that is, like, if you're playing hide-and-seek, that's the worst hiding space. Yeah. The only person who can't find you is Ronnie Millsap. And the three people that helped him get killed by the Terminator. They get their neck snapped in an alarmingly fast manner. And faces smushed. Then it hones in on Don Johnson, who shoots the Terminator thing maybe about 20 times. Yeah. The guy just keeps walking towards them. What I love about this is, so these people are causing super mayhem. Right. Jason Robards, business as usual. I love it. They're just sitting there continuing their business meeting. It's a very strange very strange little set of events, which kind of endeared it somewhat to me. This Michael, I love the fact that, and and, and so is his shitty, name Michael. His name is Michael because after they finally destroy it, Robart says, "Let's get another Michael out of the warehouse," <laughs> which is one of the best lines in cinema history. But that guy's snapping, snapping necks like crazy, and I love this when 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 she frees Don Johnson and they're trying to get. Away. Do you remember what he asks her? Where's my heat? Oh, he says, where's my heat? And then he explains to her that's his, it's she's not his like, dick. Who? Yeah. She's like, my guns. And he says, I want to get back in the dirt so I can get clean, Nick. Do you understand? Yeah. Why is there a marching band 
running around this town in several scenes, just in the middle of scenes, coming towards the camera. Playing loud marching music, which is great. Why? Is L.Q. Q Jones on some serious drugs during this? Like, what's happening Maybe so. here? And it reminded and me it, of Debbie Does Dallas. This whole sequence reminds me of Debbie Does Dallas. I don't. I did not see that movie, so well, t- episode. Tell me no, that's just, an actual l- porno, right? Yeah, loud, loud, loud. First of all, filmed very similar, but also loud uh, high school kind of band stuff permeating a lot. What? Wait, mm-hmm. so and what? And is it you've seen it? Yeah, it's like one of the yeah. Saw it in the eighties. Okay. It takes place at a high school, and there's constant marching band stuff going on. Sounds hot. <laughs> it's, 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 a, it's a very popular film, right? Like, I mean, it's infamous. I think it's a better. Is that one thing that porns usually have? Marching bands? Is that like a staple of the genre? I don't think so. So anyway, um, the woman, you know, played by Susan Beaton. What's her name in this? She's got a dumb name. It's, it's it's a, a, start there's a Q. Oh yeah, Quintilla or something Jones. Dumb as like, shit. Quilla, yeah, Quilla. Quilla, yeah. So she says, hey, sh- she wants to take over this place. And Don Johnson's like, I just want to get out of here. And then the murders start happening. And she's like, okay, well then, let's just, I'll show you where to go. I'll show you how to get out. Let's leave together. That's a mistake by her. Because, you know, he he does get out. And then they find a very, very, because they've been gone too long. The dog is very hungry, starving, and hurt. And, and what happens? Well, Don Johnson is checking it and the dog does divulge I grabbed a lizard the other day to eat it yeah yeah fair enough which I felt bad for the lizard mm-hmm. at that point point. and Don Johnson's character makes a choice so the the woman's like let's leave the dog you know it's the dog's about to die and let's go off together and we'll, we'll I'll let you you know jump on me all the time and we'll find a house does John Johnson choose that path or what choose your uh, own adventure I what? mean tell me he I, I think he doesn't does not instead he decides to save the dog by killing this woman and feeding her meat to the dog. And to now, himself. they don't show this. No, he doesn't eat her. They, they make that explicit. The dog says, you haven't eaten a thing. Right, but you know he's going to feed. Is he? Because the dog makes a joke at the end of the movie and they both laugh at it, which tells me he's going to probably soften to the idea. And that's the joke that Harlan Ellison did not like. Because he's a sour asshole. He said that the woman had poor taste. Good taste. No, he says poor taste. Did not say she had good taste. You know, Emma zoom in. Did not compliment her. I thought he does compliment her taste. No, I'd say I'd, I'd say she certainly had marvelous judgment, Albert, if not particularly good taste. And they both laugh because they just eat this poor this poor girl that Don Johnson has abused, and you know whatever. Look, she's abused him too. She's she used him a little yeah. bit, but look, she's looking for a way out of her puritanical society, and Don Johnson was the wrong choice. The last choice. That's the end. They ended on a they ended on a punchline, Nick. And on a lunch line. I like that. I like that ending though. I like that he chose the dog. Yes, he loves his dog. And that I must don't know have why. been. It's it's jacked, but it's the future. Next year. I like Anyways. the fact that somewhere down there, Jason Robards is slightly inconvenienced. <laughs> Jason Robards a, a, a well thought of actor. Whatever he thought when he's on this set, you know, like maybe he's had a couple of days. Maybe he's just on the set for a day. And they're like, okay, we got your make clown makeup ready, Jason. It's like, all right. That'd be great if they're, it's like 1974. I think they're probably filming this. Coppola's like, I think for Godfather 2, I'd like to get you in there to play maybe Hyman Roth or something. Yeah. Robard's like, uh-uh, I got shit to do. I'm going to play Michael's owner. Yeah. Uh, paying me $10,000. Credits rolled, Nick. 
on this bad boy, it's and got it was the, short. It's got the fewest credits of any movie we've done. It was a quick, quick, and that makes that that means there was just a slight crew making I this still, masterpiece. I still found four. I have five. Uh, I don't know. I know. Well, I know we have the same four. There's no way we don't. Give Let's me see how initials. many we have in common. Let's well, see. there's only ten in total. So, <laughs> give me initials. RB. Okay. Yeah, Richard Butts. I mean, how do you not get Richard Butts in this? Richard Butts in this with a Z. What about GB? Talk about Guy Badger. Yeah, Guy Badger in this. He's in this, Nick. You, speaking of, they were best buds on set. Did you? Do you have LB in here? I don't. Larry Bunker. <laughs> you missed him. Do you get SM? I don't have SM. Steve McQueen. Oh, I did see Steve McQueen. Uh, how about LK? That's the one. That's my best one. <laughs> Leo Crack. K-R-A-A-K. What a great name. And I got H-S, which is kind of my roundup. Not so good. Harlan Sellison? <laughs> Hannah Sheik. If you put the, if you take the S is that off the script, it, Is that the script supervisor? I think it was. Is it really? Yeah, I think so. If you take the S off it, it's Hannah Cheek. And you see cheeks in this, Nick. You see plenty of cheeks. And I'm not talking about the face kind. Do you feel me? Do you get to see Hannah's cheek in uh, Lady Bird? Sure, she is. Best character... She did play Hannah. Of course, she played Hannah with Banna. Hannah's and Hannah. You're right. That's a that's a masterpiece. That movie. Did you ever see this. the Amazon show? I didn't. I was upset that they made it. To be honest, how do you fuck with perfection? It's still on. It's, it's like on his ninth season. By the way, mm-hmm. it, didn't the, the, the didn't the director of Hannah take a giant turd on America and just suck everywhere after that? Is it Joe Wright? Yeah. Who directed it. They did Atonement or whatever, and then took a big bag of shit on himself. I think he's hit and miss. Right, he did. I mean, he did Anna Karenina. So, he's fuck him. He did Pride and Dumb, Pride and Prejudice was just kind of Darkest good. Hour, huge failure, Atonement, huge failure, Cyrano. Yeah, he isn't Pan, which was actually a huge failure. The Soloist, which you love, Woman in the Window. Actually, he's had a he's had a pretty successful career, but only one of those movies do I give a fuck about. Hannah is the shit. That's the bee's balls. That movie, it's got my girl in it, too. Vicky Cripps, she's in that. Who's she play? person who doesn't make it, I think. Who's your girl? You know who it is. Kate? Nope. Michelle Dockery? No, it is Kate, but I was thinking of the TV show. That's a, What's her face from World War Z? Brad Pitt? Uh, uh, what's the oh, show? Oh, talking about The of? Killing? Yeah. Yeah, boring person. Muriel Enos yeah, or yeah. something? Somebody's, somebody's wife you like. Alan Ruck. Why would they do a TV show that's it's already great? Maybe it's good. It made it to 22 episodes. Three I'm seasons. Watch. I'm going to watch it. It's not three, three seasons? I'm going to watch it tonight. I'm going to start it tonight. Oh, I know why. The first season adapts the movie, and the other two seasons adapt when she's with her sisters. <laughs> Our show keeps giving, and mostly it's you, but that's okay. Look, I'm, uh, you got to get a on. tattoo in your body from Boy and His Dog. Mm-hmm. What you getting there, dude? That's a good question about yourself. My daughter works at the, the department store Michael's. Yeah. So my tat is going to be on my on my shoulder blade, and it's going to be of the storefront of Michael's, and in the window, it ain't arts and crafts. It's a series of identical lumberjack-looking motherfuckers with a little little, little loose wiring. Yeah. Who is that actor? We need to we need to call him out because we've talked about him a lot. He was a very stout man. Uh, I guarantee whoever he is, he's got to be dead. As an actor now, there's no way he still walks planet. I mean, that's not the first thing you need to say about the poor man. That's the thing that most excites me. By the way, when I die, I hope people talk like this about me. Yeah. Hal, Hal Baylor died in '98, where he belongs. Hal Baylor is he still? Is he? Was he in anything else? Did he? A lot of TV shows. 
There you go. Lots of TV shows. Did you ever play a bad guy in a Bond movie? It seems like a guy that they would... He's American. His great-grandfather was the founder of Baylor University. He's related to the fucking college. <laughs> they have trivia about him, Matt. Yeah. Mine would just get one of those long abbreviations, you know, down my arm, like the inner arm. Okay. L-Q-J-T-F-W-H-P-I-A-B-A-S-H-D. Okay. L.Q. Jones tripping for what he pulled in a boy and his dog. What do you think? <laughs> That's what it stands for. I love it. I love the fact you'll have to explain it to people. I won't. Just be a series of gibberish. It looks like gibberish, but really it has a secret meaning for me and me alone. He is tripping. L.Q. Jones is tripping, I gotta say. I think it'd be great if you're in the tattoo parlor, guy finishes the last bit of ink, and he mm-hmm. pulls the mirror up for you to look at it, and the ghost of Harlan Ellison appears says, that sucks. Worst tattoo I've ever seen. What if, what if it is? Like I, he, The guy reads it, and it's some kind of satanic message, and it does do something. I, I Mistakenly, I was trying to do a funny thing, and I woke some demon. It just pulls Harlan Ellison's hips from hell. His hips just get yanked out of hell, show up in the real world. If I have to hear about Harlan Ellison's hips one more time today. Harlan's um, hips, man. It's, it just rolls uh, off the tits. Look, movie's over, credits have rolled, but lo and behold... I wish that I had Harlan's hips. <laughs> uh, extra scene, you said? Yeah, you got a little little treat at the end there. What you got? So they just finished the meal, and, um, and you know, the dog, and the dog's thirsty, and, and Don Johnson pulls out the dish and puts some what looks like milk in it. The dog sniffs it, and he's like, starts to go, he's like, I don't, what is this? Telepathically, what is this? Goes And Don Johnson goes, I had some left over. They took too much out, I didn't want to leave it. They took too much out. I don't want to leave. I don't know what to do with it. So I figure, you know, I do something with it. It just took too much out. And I was like, confused. Like, what do you mean they took too much out? Because they took too much out. His come was this movie's Princess Leia. <laughs> what does that mean? He rescued it from the fucking Death Star. <laughs> Doug starts lapping up. He's like, I don't, I don't understand what you mean. They took too much out. I don't understand. He goes, they took too much out. That's how it ends. Another joke. Another fun joke. What do you think? <laughs> I like it. Mine's similar, actually. They've yeah. just finished eating, and the dog uh, needs to have a, a a moment. It goes around the corner and squats and drops a major poo. Okay. And obviously, in the stool is the remains of Our Lady. I understand how it works. Mm-hmm. And she telepathically is reborn in the poop, and she starts chattering to blood. And now he's linked telepathically with his own shit. And now there's a three-way going. Don Johnson's talking to the dog. Dog's talking to shit. Shit's talking to the dog. It's fucking crazy. Considering how they treat women in this movie, this is an extra scene that seems real. (laughs) Did I not watch far along enough in the movie? Is this post-credits or something? (laughs) Look, Mm -hmm. you've been given the financing to have your own sequel to a boy and his dog. Escrow is hitting the money chamber. Well, how are you going to take that harder and put it to use? Sequel is Vic survives the events of the first film, but the dog does not. Blood does perish from his wounds. Gets food poisoning. I don't know what happens, but he's done. He's bones. And so Don Johnson has to find a new companion. He does. And the movie's called A, boy, a Man a man Now, because he's no longer a boy. A man and his frog. He's a frog, Nick. And they are telepathically linked, but the frog can just telepathically say ribbit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Which frustrates the absolute hell out of Don Johnson. And he's like, are you sussing out a female or not? And the, the frog is just like, ribbit. And then, 
you know, he's kind of following this bouncing frog. Hope every once in a while they do cross paths with a with a with a woman, but doesn't know if the frog actually is a radar or not. You mm-hmm. know, and that's the whole mystery of the movie. And at the end, the frog says, "Gotcha." Like he could talk the whole time. Oh my god, it's perfect. That's the joke in the second movie. I don't like the fact that people are. All around this country think that ribbit is a word that frogs use. They do say that. That is not, there is, no. That yeah. is an un, that is an, that's just somebody trying to diagnose a sound effect. I didn't, I don't think they actually, that, that's something that they don't say, but telepathically that's what they say. Okay. Yeah, telepathically that's how they, you know how the burp, this, this frog does ribbit. This yeah. sounds like something Big Turtle's been putting together to kind of besmirch. <laughs> so mine is, the sequel is, it's the dog's turn to get laid. And Don Johnson has to suss out bitches, you know, like mm-hmm. in the literal sense. Sure. And he's got to go around looking for sweet dogs in heat for our boy Blood to have super sex with. Okay. Wow. Tables you have turned. You, you like it? Right? Yeah. yeah. I don't like it, no. But oh. I'm glad that they just, they finally got together a sequel for this, this film. And, uh, yeah, so what is, is Don Johnson good at his job? Yeah. 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 He gets, he gets a lot of sex. Dog gets fucked a lot. <laughs> Sounds like the audience does as well. Lots um, of dog sex. I'm listening. We're zooming through these. It's called Blood In, Blood Out. <laughs> <laughs> Based on the book Dog 69 by Harlan Ellison. Look, you've been given the financing of your own business associated with a boy and his dog. Hey, taking that money and putting it around into a biz. Oh, that's a good question. Mine's easy because, you know, half the food in this movie is eaten out of a can. You know, and I'm not just talking about when he goes anal on her, eats her cake out, salads out. I'm talking about they're eating a lot out of, out of aluminum in this. So mm-hmm. I figured I would do the best, the most important marketing team up in cinema history, a Boyardee and his dog. So we'll have like this, the, the canned spaghetti branded with the sure. with blood and and Donnie J. Yeah. And, you know, maybe a little bit of her, too. I like that. Mine... This is the basically it's based on the milking scene. And this is the Don Johnson's jerk off machine. All right, next question. <laughs> What's our next one? That's my biz. Look, you're in the movie. You've been added to the running time of a boy and his dog. What shape does your performance take? I'm a I'm I live in the down under. I'm the guy that started the makeup trend down there. I'm tired of it. I've created a monster. You know, like I did it once for Halloween or something. I thought it'd be funny. Right. All of a sudden, like it's like Groundhog's Day. They're like everybody's doing this, wearing this makeup thing. I, I'm trying to start something new. You know, like kind of every once in a while, I'm like, you know, it's fun to wash it off. Like, it's actually kind of fun to wash it off, guys. Usually, ever try, it just feels good at the end of the day to kind of wash it off and then drop kick your makeup into the trash. Like, that's also fun. Mm-hmm. But it just, like, I've created this monster and I don't know what to do. What happens? We try to start something new. What's he he wears a fake, like, arm sling around, you know, and he's so influential that everybody starts doing that, too. Right. And he's just like, he's so good at the same time, he hates being so copied. You know, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Like, oh, yeah. When you start setting trends, I've done this in the past. Everybody copies. It just gets lame pretty quickly. Yeah. I appreciate it, but come on, guys. So I am... What about yourself? I'm a different boy with a different dog with a different telepathic link. And we're roaming the countryside like crazy. Unfortunately, I've got DJ the dog, and all he does is sing radio hits at me all the time. And he's obsessed with Donovan. So i got to just keep hearing Donovan songs sung in dog voice into my trying to be asleep head as I'm in the post-apocalypse and this dog singing dog shit into my vaporous head. Give me some Donovan. What, like a couple songs. Didn't he do Hurdy Gurdy Man? He did. Yeah. Is it mostly that? I think so. 
That sounds like a song E.T. would sing, right? I think Donovan, the dad of Donovan Leach. Remember him? Of course, from the Blob remake we did. Mm-hmm. I think that was his daddy. I think his dad took the heat, right? Well, his dad is old. Like dad is like around when Dylan was around. Bob Dylan was young. Like they were young together. But I, I think he, know. I think he left the planet. Might have preemptively. Years ago. Yeah. Preemptively. No, I think a few years ago. I think he died young. Did not zoom in. That's not true. Still walks. What? Still out there doing it. We we both said he was dead. He is not. <laughs> he, he sucks. Still out there. You know what? Nick dead to me though. His wife left the planet. His first wife. Okay. <laughs> Enid Carl. <laughs> yeah, he's he's an influential Hungarian fuck up. Enid Carl. <laughs> With a K. How do you know she's di- died? I looked at her death. They, they were just married to the 1970. No, that's the other one. She she's dead. What are you talking about? I think she I think he put her out of her misery in life, right? He got rid of her body. <laughs> I think you're just making up the fact that she died because that's when they got they got married. <laughs> no, because if I by that she died at the age of four. <sighs> if you go by the uh, by this posting, Enid Carl. There, I, I just tell you flat out. Sorry, I'm sorry to everybody. She is dead as shit. Also, Donovan Leach and Ione Skye's daddy. Uh, still alive. Enid Carl's still alive. You are so excited. Like you just want to call someone. Donovan Leach. She actually squirted the uh, blob actor out of her body. Zoom in. <laughs> zoom in. <laughs> Super zoom. Uh, look, you got to incorporate something from this movie into your into your daily routine, a mantra, a ritual, a rhetoric. What you got? I mean. That's a good question. You take away from this movie, incorporate it into your everyday life. In, in I mean, addition I, to what you've already incorporated from this movie into your life. I mean, that's such a good question, Nick. <laughs> it really is. Just love thinking about it, you know? That's one thing I just... I might answer it right now, but I tonight I will be going to sleep thinking about this. Don Johnson's dick in this movie? Hello. Microscope legend? Already? What do you mean? What's it, his dick? What do you mean? <laughs> Why? Caruso Peterson, then his dick? Is that the order? He sucks. Oh. No. Look, here's what I do like Don Johnson. I guess, say, I was always kind of hitting miss. He's always hitting miss for me. But I like later Don Johnson a little bit. I like Craig Zoller version. That's the only Don Johnson I like. And Knives Out, I guess. Knives Out, Don Johnson was good, too. And uh, you like his daughter. I do like his daughter, yeah. This has been a really heavy in that family month. You said it. I might start whacking things with a flashlight. That's not bad. Is that you know what you call saying? it? Or, okay. You know, she she did do, like, she did knock him out with a flashlight. Didn't look like she even hit him that hard, but he's a lightweight in the apocalypse, I guess. And in the bed. Yeah, yeah for sure. Let, let me let me think about this. That's a bad one. The dog's, he, he's, he's dubbed a female provider in this. They call him a female provider, right? It's a Michael Bolton song. Maybe that'll be my mission to get rid of that <laughs> That term. <laughs> I don't know. There, what can I take from this? Impromptu marching band? Underground marching band. That's what I'll do. I'll, I'll try to get do something with an underground marching band. I, can't, I don't know, Nick. You asked me this tough question. I can't, I can't think. What about you? I will be emboldened by the, I, the concept that no idea is too fucked. This movie proves that no idea is too fucked, and it, and it just gives me license to not you know, suppress an interesting notion I may have. That's a wacky idea, but go ahead and get it out there because a boy and a, his dog exists. I got it. You can't outfuck this. I got it. Yeah. What you got? This is what I'm going to try to do. Work very hard, very hard to link telepathically with you so I could 
surprise you with a telepathic burp. That's what I'm going to try to do. <laughs> I am going to try my hardest because I think we're close enough where we can, you know, they, I wonder if that's part of it. It's the key ingredient. You got to be close to somebody in order to link up telepathically with them. And I will use my powers to burp at you and maybe throw in a ribbit. That's a famous Pokemon, right? Burp at you. By the way, Forrest Whitaker played an empath in Species. Saying it, can you imagine if I? This is how I knew I riveted you, riveted telepathically at you successfully. Is that you telepathically complain back at me? That that's Frogs don't ribbit. That's how I know. It's like it's like when Edison or Alexander Graham Bell on the telephone. What do you say? Ribbit. What was the? What was the first thing he said over the telephone? I think he said, "Where's the beef?" Didn't he say like something? I missed or something? I have some shit for you or something. He said, "Who's this? <laughs> who's funny call- this? Who's calling me?" It'd be say? funny if his first, the first thing was, doo, doo, doo. the number you have reached doesn't <laughs> exist yet. <laughs> Mr. Watson, come here. I want to see you. Mr. Watson, are you doing Barbenheimer this weekend? <laughs> Don't even. I'm so tired of that shit. Mr. Watson's like, Jesus. Fuck you. And I made the fucking stupid mistake to rent out the NCN network to do those you know, nationwide syndicated screenings of the Barbe Schrader <laughs> movies. Yeah. Uh, look, you're on an island. You've been trapped there these many years, gathering debris from films, and now it's time to take something from a boy and his dog. What you bring in? So much to bring. You probably bring those pornos. Um, let me see what I can take. The, the, we did not mention that that dog, that shaggy dog, throat rips a man in this. Rips his throat out. That is the cutest damn dog that's ever done that in a movie, I think. <laughs> I was surprised Preach. to see the matter. Preach. <laughs> damn it. <laughs> that was accomplished by that shaggy dog. Um... I don't know. I might just uh, take the phrase, where's my heat? I might just start screaming that. Where's my heat? Barely clothed, going insane on this island, you know, talking, muttering to myself. I got Tommy Lee Jones, his voice whispering in his sleep every night, and I'm screaming, where's the heat? You know, and it is hot there. Yeah. Where's my heat? I'm taking that, Nick. Let's move on. What do you got? You're ever edging your island past mine in terms of creepiness, by the way. (laughs) Um, I mean, I got a long way to go. I know you want that to happen, but it is just not true. I, um, I'm temp- there's a uh, out of tune guitar that appears earlier on in this movie. Yes, where the with the uh, and Morton Joe's got a minstrel of sorts. Sure, sucks at his job. I was thinking about that, but I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to take the uh, rape finding snout of that dog and rip it from its body so that it's on my island, so that dog can't rape sniff anymore. Hero move. Yeah, I got that dog's nost. <laughs> On my shelf, yeah. And any other rape-sniffing dogs, I got their nosts. I, I just got like a collection of dog noses. On Someone my... stumbles on your island, they just see the severed snout, and they're like screaming. You're like, you don't understand. He don't understand. Actually, ripped the snout off of a rape-sniffing dog. Yeah. <laughs> and he's still alive without his nose. Don't worry. Yeah, this dog, nothing's impaired. In fact, the dog's relieved. He doesn't have to rape-sniff anymore. I'm doing everybody a favor. You know, because the wasteland smells like shit in the future mm-hmm. of next year. And so don't this... be grossed out by all these dog body parts <laughs> on my shelf. It's it's for a good cause. So the person... Where are you going? They, 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 they dive into the water towards my island and they just hear me scream, Where's my heat? <laughs> they don't know where to go. 